from the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. This is Pardes from Jerusalem. I'm Larry Kluger, a Pardes alum. This week, Tovaleya Nachmani discusses Lech Lecha. Tovaleya Nachmani is a member of the Pardes faculty. And now, Tovaleya Nachmani. In Parshat Lech Lecha, Abraham enters the stage of history with almost no introduction at all. Vayomer Hashem el Avram, Lech Lecha, Mearzecha, Umi Moladetcha, Umi Beitavicha, God says to Avram, Lech lecha, go from your land and from your birthplace and from the home of your father to the land which I will show you. As opposed to Noah, who's introduced in his Torah portion, it says this is the line of Noah, Ele toldot Noah. Noah has a whole cascade of accolades of praise. Noah was a righteous man, Noah ish tzaddik. Tamim, Hayabedorotav, he was um, Tamim, he was pure, he was um, wholehearted, he had integrity in his generations, and et ha'elohim italech noach, and he walked with God. That's a very, very strong list of, uh, of characteristics. And when Noach comes into the ark, God says to him, Vayomer Hashem el Noach, in chapter 7 of Bereshit, Genesis, he says, Bo ata Come you and your whole household to the ark. Ki because I have recognized you as a righteous person, a righteous person, someone who can make good judgment calls before me in this generation. So Noach is introduced with all of these accolades and praises. And with Avram, we have none. We just have Avram showing up on the stage of history. And Avram goes through a whole litany of tests, of trials. And one of the, the questions that I want to ask during this podcast are, what does it mean to be tested? What were Avram's tests that he went through? And who is meant to benefit from the tests that we have in our lives? And most important, what, it, what is it that gives us the courage and the strength, the clarity and the willpower for the endless litany of tests that we face in our own lifetimes. So we'll begin with the first question, which is what does it mean to be tested? To be tested means to have to choose between two values that are equally important to me. Avram had to choose, in his Lech Lecha journey, he had to choose between leaving his land and staying. The fact that God told him to do so didn't mean he was going to act upon it. We know from chapter 6, verse 31, that Avram's father, Terach, it says, took his son Avram and his grandson Lot and his daughter-in-law Sarai, the wife of Avram, and they set out together from Ur Kasidim for the land of Canaan, of Canaan. But when they had come as far as Haran, they settled there. Haran is the uh, more northeastern uh, area, and they didn't make it all the way to Canaan. We have no reason to think that Avraham didn't like his father, that his father was a, was a person who Aram needed to distance himself from. Perhaps some of his values were different, but there's no question that Avraham may have gone through deep dilemmas in, in order to try to decide what it is that he really needs to do. Those two values, the value of honoring his father and his mother, for that sake, there's a beautiful midrash that talks about Abraham's mother, and uh, and what it is that she gave him in his life, and how difficult it must have been for Abraham to leave both of his parents, or perhaps either one of his parents. But how difficult it must have been for him to just pick up and leave 
his father's home and mother's home, his native land, and his birthplace. So those values of staying and being committed to the people who raised us and moving ahead, taking steps ahead, taking steps away from those people, from the family that we love and the family that we cherish and the family who invested everything they had in us to raise us, those are two very, very important values that Abraham had to choose and that we often have to choose between two very important values. And that's a test because there's no one who can tell us which is the right value to embrace at any given time. There are other kinds of tests that we have sometimes which in our lives, like the test of how we respond to someone who annoys us or someone who is asking us to do something we don't really want to do. We have a test of our um, maybe knee-jerk or instinctual response of how we might respond without thinking. Um, we might be thinking about our own comfort or our own... Um, sense of what it is that I'd rather be doing at this moment. And we also have a refined sense, our inner sense. We have those two voices within us, the inner refined sense of what's really the right thing to do. The right thing to do for me at this moment might be to do what's good for me. But the right thing for me at this moment may be to overcome what seems to be the easier path of what's doing good for me and to do something good for someone else. And it's not clear. So what does it mean to be tested? It means to have to make a decision between two values which may be equally important at the same time. What were Avraham's tests, the tests that he went through? Just in the Parsha of Lech Lecha, Avraham goes through at least seven of the ten tests that the Mishnah in Pirkei Avot describes about him. The Mishnah in Pirkei Avot says, Asara nisionot nitnasa Avraham avinu alav hashalom. That ten tests was Avraham tested with 10 tests, and he withstood them all. The number 10 doesn't necessarily mean 10. Different people in our, um, different commentators in our tradition have tried to list the 10, have listed the 10 tests that Avraham endures, and some of those tests, some of those events are overlapping, and some of them are not. But I would say that at least six of those major tests, major life tests, appear in our parasha. In the first test, God tells Avraham to leave his homeland to be a stranger in the land of Canaan, to leave his family and leave his parents and leave everything that's familiar to him. In the second test, after he's arrived in the promised land, he encounters a famine and he has to decide where to go, if he should stay, if he should go at all, and if so, where he should go. And he goes down to Egypt. And when he gets to Egypt, he knows that the culture of Egypt is a dangerous culture, it's a licentious culture, and the Egyptians abduct his beloved wife, Sarah, and they bring her to the Pharaoh. And Avram has, a, I'm sure, many, many difficult moments and perhaps nights of trying to figure out what he needs to do. And even the decision whether he should have gone there at all and, and what went through his mind, right, once Sarah was abducted, I'm sure was a very, very difficult test for him. So even in the 10 tests that he endured, I'm sure he had endless tests. He had infinite amount of tests in every day, of his life in every moment that, uh, that he faced some kind of struggle. There are more tests in this Torah portion. He has the test of Lot, the test of being with somebody in his life whose values shift, and Avram has to decide, make a decision to part ways with that person. He has a test of his dreams and the detours that sometimes our dreams take when we can't realize them the way that we want to realize them. He has a test of courage and resolve when four kings come and attack the five kings 
in the area of Canaan where Avraham lives, and Lot is taken captive, and Avraham has a test to decide whether he should go and rescue Lot, who has actually left him, who's actually abandoned him, perhaps even abandoning his vision, his cause, the Lech Lecha journey, and everything that that was supposed to bring about, the blessing for the families of the earth. And what should Avraham do, risk his life to go rescue Lot or not? There was another test that Avraham endures when he hears from God the covenant between the pieces, that Avraham's children would inherit the land that Avraham was living in, but only after a very, very um, terrible period of exile and oppression. And how would Avraham respond to that? Sometimes our responses are just an emotional response. How does Avraham respond to living with a vision that ultimately has great promise, but that is also intertwined and dependent upon horrible periods of suffering and pain. Avraham has many more tests uh, that he endures, the test of Sarah uh, bringing Hagar into the household and giving birth to Ishmael. He has tests of family strife when there's strife between Sarah and Hagar. And the last test in this particular Torah portion is test of Brit Milah, which is a test of physical pain and a test of commitment to his faith knowing that the Brit Milah is the part of the covenant that he has to fulfill in order to inherit the land and in order for his children to inherit the land. And yet, enduring the Brit Milah in and of itself is a great physical and emotional challenge for him. I want to ask the question, who is really meant to benefit from the test? Is it the person who's testing us? In Avram's case, is it God who's benefiting? Does God need to know how Avram's going to respond? Sometimes in our lives, we are tested in our jobs or we have a driving test or some other kind of test that we have to take. And that test is to see if we could really make the cut. So sometimes the person who benefits from the test is the person who's testing us. But sometimes the person who benefits from the test is the person who's being tested. Sometimes it's we who benefit from the very test and tribulations and trials that request of us, that require of us, that demand from us to make those decisions, to make those choices between two different values. One test that I want to describe is a test that happened to my daughter recently. My daughter's currently serving in the IDF, and the test that she endured, one of the many tests that she endured in the IDF recently, was that she was working under a commander who was very unkind to her, who would bark orders at her, and who would not give her credit for the things that she did well, and who never spoke well of her in front of other people. And little by little, my daughter started to feel like, why, why am I performing for this person? What, where it's just, it, it, doesn't, uh, it doesn't seem to be serving anyone. And she, her motivation dropped significantly. And she and, the, and her commander had a, a very, very poor relationship. And her performance was poor. Fortunately, that commander was, after a number of months, was um, stationed somewhere else. And a new commander came in. And the commander sat down with my daughter after hearing all of, clearly, the obviously, a, the negative reports from the commander who came before her. And she sat down with my daughter and she said, look, I'm new at the job here. You've been here for a while, the commander says to my daughter. And she says, I want us to work as a team. I'm sure that we can do a great job together. And I've actually heard good things about you. My daughter was in shock, heard good things about me. I can't imagine what her other commander told her. But the new commander who came and said, we're going to be go we're going to be working together and i believe in you she gave my daughter such a boost of motivation such a boost of self-esteem 
that from day one when they were working together and the new commander would give her words of encouragement and reflect back to her the good things that she was doing, my daughter literally overnight went from a state of very low motivation to a state of super high motivation and she performed beautifully for this commander. A number of months later, my daughter was up for promotion because of her performance. And she was so nervous that she uh, was going for a very, very important interview in front of some higher commander. And on the way to her interview, she called her commander, who, who she had become actually very close friends with. And she said, what do I do? What should I say? How should I, what should I do in this, in this interview? How am I going to succeed? I want to, right? I want to get my promotion, but I'm, I'm so, so nervous. And her commander says, just be yourself. Just be yourself. And those words, just be yourself, gave my daughter the strength and the clarity to be able to sit in her interview and to just be herself. She got the job. She was promoted. It worked out very well for her. And I want to ask the question, I want to leave us with a question, with a number of questions, actually, about our own life situations and about Avraham's life situation, because I believe that the Torah gives us Avraham's life dilemmas and tests and tribulations in order to help us to think about what are our own what are our own trials and tests and tribulations and how can we benefit from them right so the questions that i want to leave us with are what are the different values that abraham must have been choosing between when he went through those different trials and tribulations in our parshat shavua in our torah portion he goes through at least six major tests every chapter has a new test in it from Bereshit, Genesis chapter 12, where the Parsha opens to the end of to, uh, chapter 17, where the Parsha ends. Um, so I want to think about those conflicting values wh- that, that he must have had to choose between. And the second question I want to ask is, what are some of our own tests, trials, tribulations that we have encountered in our lives? And what were the different values that we needed to choose between? Were they values of something that I needed to do for myself versus something that I was being asked to do for someone else? Were they challenges of responding from in a, in a knee-jerk, instinctual way versus responding in a thought-out and calm and refined manner? Or were they really large values like leaving home and choosing a different place to leave, to live, or leaving a relationship and choosing a new relationship? Another question I want to leave us with is who could benefit Today, in my life, who could benefit from my words of encouragement, of chizuk, of strengthening? Who could benefit from a good word that I give them? Noach is asked to go into the teva, into the ark. And the word ark, teva, also means a word. And perhaps the way that the world was saved, in Hasidic thought at least, we think about the inner dimensions of what that story might be teaching us, is that maybe it's actually words that do more to move, to move us along, to help us to progress. Maybe words do more really than anything else we know. In light of that, I'll ask whose words of encouragement echo in my own head and have helped me to believe in myself. And perhaps, finally, an important question is in what area could I give myself a good word? What would I say to myself? In the beginning of Lech Lecha, God says to Abraham, go forth from your native land and from your father's home to the land that I will show you. What was echoing in Abraham's mind? What gave him the courage? And what gave him the, the will, the willpower, and the desire, and the clarity to be able to pick up and go? What was it that enabled him to believe in himself so strongly, 
Were they words that other people had told him that were echoing in his head? Or were they words that he needed to tell himself? Because at some point, might say at, at, a, at, a, at some point in our lives, we also have to rely on the words that we tell ourselves and not only rely on the words that other people tell us. So with that, I leave us all, myself included, with many questions about Avraham and about our own lives that hopefully will enhance the way that we look at this Parsha and the way that we can help use the Torah as a tool of transformation in our lives. Thank you, Tovalea. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode of Pardes from Jerusalem.